This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Good evening, Aiden. Tonight I'd like to read you a true story that comes from a history book called Northumberland, Yesterday and Today, by Jean F. Terry. This story takes place a long, long time ago, in the northern lands of what we now call England, and tells the story of a humble and holy man whose name you will come to recognize. In the days of King Edwin, who succeeded Ethelfrith, Bamberg was the center of a kingdom which extended from the Humber to the Forth, and as Northumbria was at that time the most important division of England, the royal city of Bernicia was practically the capital of the country. The reign of King Oswald, though shorter than that of Edwin, was equally noteworthy from the fact that in his days the gentle Aidan settled in Northumbria, and King and Monk worked together for the good of their people, and Bamberg became not only the seat of temporal power, but the safeguard and bulwark of the spiritual movement centered on the little isle of Lindisfarne. On the accession of Edwin, Oswald, son of Ethelfrith, had fled from Bernacia and taken refuge with the monks of Iona, living with them till the time came for him to rule Northumbria in his turn. As soon as possible, after the inevitable fighting for his political existence was over, he sent to Iona for a teacher to come and instruct his people in the truths that he had learned, and a monk named Corman was sent. He, however, was unable to make any impression on the wild and warlike Saxons of the northern kingdom, and he soon returned to Iona with the report that it was useless to try to teach such obstinate and barbarous people. One of the brethren, listening to his account, ventured to ask him if he were sure that all the fault lay with the people. "'Did you remember,' said he, "'that we are commanded to give them milk first? Did you not rather try them with the strong meat? With one accord, the brethren declared that he who had spoken such wise words was the man best fitted for the task, and the gentle Aidan was sent to Oswald's help. In such a fashion came the gospel to Northumbria, and Aidan became the first of the long roll of saints whose deeds and lives had such incalculable influence on the Northumbrian history. From Aidan's arrival in 635 until the death of Oswald, the relations between the king and the monk who had settled on Medcode or Medcot, soon to be known as Lindisfarne, and later as Holy Island, were those of friend to friend and fellow worker, rather than those of king and subject. After the death of Oswald, his conqueror Penda, the fierce king of the Mercians, harried Northumbria and appearing before the walls of Bamberg prepared to burn it down. Piles of logs and brushwood were laid against the city, and the fire was applied. Aidan, in his little cell on Farn Island, to which he had retired, saw the clouds of flame and smoke rolling over the home of his beloved patron. Raising his hands to heaven, he exclaimed, "'See, Lord, what ill Penda is doing!' Scarcely had he uttered the words when the wind changed and drove the flames away from Bamberg, blowing them against Penda's host, who thereupon ceased all further attempts against the city. 
Not long after this, Aidan was at Bamberg when he was seized with a sudden illness and died with his head resting against one of the wooden stays of the little church. Penda came again the next year, and this time both village and church were burnt. All except, says tradition, the beam of wood against which Aidan had rested in his last moments. Good night, Aidan. Sweet dreams. <laughs>